Hallelujah. A very good evening once again. Welcome to another beautiful session of the Potter's Gate online broadcast. My name is Isaiah Phillips Akintola. I want to welcome you tonight to this new uh, program that we are beginning called Prophetic Watchmen. I'm just going to give our people the opportunity to join us tonight before we begin. And while I wait, I'm going to quickly post uh, the link on Facebook so people can also follow us. All right. Thank you, Father. All right. So we are live on um, on our radio. We're live streaming on the radio and on Facebook also. All right. So we are set to go. Father, we want to thank you tonight for once again giving us the privilege and the opportunity to be part of a company of people in the earth that are in tune with your sound. We want to thank you for the grace to be part of that which your spirit is proclaiming in this new day. Lord, this is a crucial day. This is a crucial moment for us. We're in a time where we can not afford to be lukewarm and to be carried away. These are days where we must listen and inquire and be part of that which your spirit is saying and is declaring and speaking in this new day. Father, as you continue to resource us, as your spirit continues to breathe in us and you continue to minister to us in a way that will prepare us for what you have ordained us for. Tonight I pray that as we interact with your word, as we interact with your spirit, as you minister to us in a way where we are able to understand your intentions and how to position ourselves in walking with that which you are speaking for this season, Father, we pray that we will not be distracted, but rather we will, in obedience, yield to your voice and allow you to guide us into your intentions. Thank you, Father, for opening this new utterance, new, these new declarations. Lord, I avail myself as you speak to me to bring your word across to your people. That Lord there will be the earring ears, the seen eyes and the heart to apply that which your spirit is proclaiming. Thank you Father for the prophetic impartation that is going to be taking place tonight. I bless your name. I give you glory in Jesus name. Oh, I want to welcome you tonight. Thank you so much uh, my brother for joining tonight. And for those that are listening to me, I want to welcome everybody tonight. All right. I want to believe that um, what the Spirit of the Lord has begun to unveil to me particularly are very strategic in the sense that 
the nature of the days that we live in is very crucial in relating to navigating the realities that we have you know, found ourselves in. I mean, if you look at what is happening globally, beyond just South Africa, the nations are crying. Everyone, everybody are searching. They are searching for a direction, a leading. It's like people are waiting for something to happen. You know, somebody to make something happen. But one of the things that I'm picking in my spirit is for anything to happen, first of all, there has to be a realignment amen, of what you, what you call you know, the prophetic ministry back to its position, back to its ordained place. There has to be a reposition and there has to be, you know, if you will, a restoration of the ministry of the prophetic. And I'm using the word prophetic very loosely because, I mean, that word has become almost like a byword today. But as we continue to journey and we continue to discover the heart of God, by the way, by the way, uh, uh, hopefully by the end of this week, we, we should start, you know, a, a Zadok Prophetic Leadership School again. That is a, a, a training you don't want to miss. You know, you, you may just want to update your prophetic understanding or maybe even have, you know, a better understanding in regards to what God has said in his word or what, you know, the prophetic ministry is all about. So that we're going to be starting very soon. Between, at least between now and next week, we should be able to start, you know, you know, the second model. We finished the first model last year. And uh, that's going to be an interesting time. I tell you, you don't want to miss that. And if you really want to maybe know more about that, you can check my, uh, 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 my, my website. Or you can even, you know, just search on my uh, timeline. Just search, you know, Zadok Prophetic Leadership School. You're going to get a lot of material that you know we have dealt you know we've released there so we're going to be doing that but this is something fresh something new the lord has dropped in my spirit as a prophetic watchman all right that i felt that there's a need to call men and women who somehow have maybe a desire and interest or maybe called into this ministry like i said some time ago the 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 ministry of intercession Connecting to, you know, the prophetic ministry, you know, I've to some degree died down, died down for several reasons. And that was, you know, deliberate. I believe the father, you know, deliberately, you know, uh, just kind of put that ministry on, you know, on, on, on a position of reform, on a position of transformation, on a position of development. But if you ask me, the father has begun as begin to release, as begin to awake and release, all right, this powerful ministry for several reasons. Like I said, you know, the world today is in a position where people are searching, people are, you know, looking for the next Messiah, looking for solution. Uh, and, and it's like that even in our nation, you know, a lot of people have placed so much hope, you know, on, on, on politicians, you know, that yes, we have voted in these people and they are just going to, you know, uh, uh, help us to change things well they've got their own part to play but the truth is for a nation to to change or to come into that position of prosperity it has to 
do with the awakening amen of us of, of a sense of spiritual reality in terms of god's prophetic intention for that nation that it has always been like that whenever god wants to move in a nation in a in a, in a society first of all what he does is that he awakens a people he positions them you know, in a in 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 a, in a in a in a in a place where they can begin to you know connect with his intention and his desire, so that that which the Lord wants to do for that you know society or nation becomes a reality. In other words, the the prophetic via the ministry of the watchman, all right, is 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 the is the is the instrument or the channel by which heaven, amen, you know, engages a city, a nation. It's not really through the you know the, you know the politicians or through the the, the 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 business community. As much as they find they 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 have their own role, particularly if they have insight and understanding regarding to God's intention. But if you've got blind people leading you know society, what are you going to have? You're going to have you know blind decision. So the, the 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 point that I'm making is that we have to once of excuse me we have to come to a position of realize of realizing that in this new day in this new season we need to shift our focus from you know the general uh, uh, expectation of men looking at some you know savior from you know a political cluster it's not going to happen the church needs to be awakened we need to get our you know our our acts together. We need to come to a position where we begin to hear the sound of the spirits, as the Lord began to you know call His leaders, call His men, particularly the watchmen. And I'm going to be defining you know some things for us just to give us a kind of a foundation this evening because that's what I want to do tonight. All right, and uh, as the Lord leads me, I will be coming you know uh, uh, time after time just to give us a, a prophetic direction so this is this is going to be more of a prophetic hub all right i'll try as much as possible to you know to bring the heart of god out to bring the mind of god out and to call us to a position where we can begin to engage with the demand of god as we relate to the heartbeat of god for the season because like I said some time ago, everything that the Father does, amen, are defining objectives. So if we understand the objective, amen, of the prophetic in relating to the ministry of the watchman, then that changes our posture and our view in terms of how we engage. And I feel that, you know, if we don't put this thing in their right position, for all I care, we can be hearing somebody talking about the prophetic or talking about the ministry of prayer and the ministry of the watchman. And we're talking about these things, but we really do not understand how to connect because that's the first thing we need to do. We need to know how to connect. It's in that position of connecting that we're able to begin to engage in, in, in a manner that will begin to produce the kind of fruit that we want to see. So uh, 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 let's 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 look at the word of God. Let's see what God, Amen. The Father is saying in regards to the awakening. All right, first of all, the awakening of the ministry of the watchman relating. Maybe what I, sh I should do first of all is to bring our heart to a point where we are able to we're able to see the connection between the prophetic ministry and the watchman. All right, so let's 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 go to uh, let's go to Habakkuk. Let's go to Habakkuk chapter two, verse um, verse one. 
Remember, uh, uh, some time ago I was sharing on the book of Abacook how this prophet was complaining in chapter 1. If you read chapter 1 of Abacook, the book of Abacook chapter 1, you will see where prophet Abacook, I mean, this is a prophet, but this man was complaining about the state of society. In fact, if you, if you look at uh, verse 2, verse 2 of chapter 1, it says, How long, O Lord, must I call for help? <laughs> I mean, this is a prophet here. He said, How long, O Lord, must I call for help? He says, But you have not listened. But you have not saved. He says, verse 3 says, Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrong? Destruction and violence are before me. There's strife and conflict abound. It says strife and conflict abound. It says, therefore, the law, the law, the law of God, the law is paralyzed, and justice has never prevailed. The wicked am the righteous, so that justice is perverted. I mean, that's that's a valid point that this you know prophet is making. It's like, how how in the world do we get to a point where you know the wicked has hemmed all right the righteous to the point where justice is perverted justice amen it's like justice has no more say in the land i mean this guy is speaking from a position of what he's seen from a position of sight he says he said i've been crying to you he says but you have not you have not listened to my cry he says he says how long would i would you allow me to behold violence in the land he says, why, he says, why do you make me look at injustice? I mean, and these are very valid points. This prophet is, is proclaiming, is declaring. I mean, like, you know, like I've been saying that we can, we, can, we, can, we can live in a particular realm of life and all we see is injustice, wickedness, destruction, perversion, corruption, you know, uh, 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 abuse, mention it. And that was what this man was seeing regarding the state of Israel, regarding the state of Jerusalem. That everything is just completely wrong. Nothing is working out. I mean, he went as far as saying even your priests have neglected your, your, you know, your, your laws. They've neglected their duty. I mean, they're after some other things. They're just doing their own thing. And I mean, when you look at the valid position of Abacook at this point... You will ask yourself, where is God? Where is God? And to me, that is a very important principle as we begin to deal with uh, uh, the concept of the prophetic watchman. Because if there's anything I believe the Lord is proclaiming right now, amen, is a call for a prophetic watchman, is a call for a prophetic voice, is a call for a prophetic company of people. There's a, there's a prophetic company of people right now that the Spirit of God, amen, is awakening. And I believe that one of my duty, amen, is to sound the alarm of this prophetic call. I believe it's my calling, amen, to prepare God, an army of men and women who are prophetically sound. But you will notice that we cannot be prophetic, amen, if we do not have the capacity to be a watchman. And that is the connection. That's 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 to me. That is that is a heart of that which, Amen. The Spirit of the Lord is emphasizing, and the reason for all that is for us to be able to have sight, insight, revelation, capacity, wisdom, knowledge, understanding. All right, 
these are all you know factors that position us in in such a way that we're able to engage whatever it is that we're dealing with so the emphasis of this you know initiative that we call in prophetic watch amen it's to be is it will be uh, in form of bringing clarity bringing direction bringing you know a, a prophetic you know uh, uh, instruction bringing you know a uh, uh, prophetic blueprint bringing you know a uh, uh, resource to us in such a way that we're able amen to 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 be well furnished in order to engage Whatever the Lord will have us engage. And there are several things we're going to be engaging. Right? As the spirit of the Lord will continue to guide us. But we want to look at you know, Abacoc as a, as, a, as, a, as a footing to developing this concept of what we call you know, a prophetic watchman. And I'm saying that because I really want us to understand that we cannot fully understand or appreciate the ministry of the prophetic if our capacity or our position in terms of relating to the ministry of the watchman is not perfectly aligned because you cannot separate the two. You cannot have a man, a prophet who is not a watchman and you cannot have a watchman who is not a prophet. There's so many things that have been, you know, you know, passed around, you know, given to people out there. There's so many, you know, uh, uh, if you will, teachings out there or preaching out there about the prophetic that is not solid that is not sound that is not balanced all right that is tilted to one direction i believe my duty as a prophetic teacher all right is to bring coherency is to bring clarity is to bring is to bring balance amen is to bring alignment is to bring us to a place where we're where we are well structured furnished amen so that we have an understanding of you know the requirements of God, which which positions us amen, in 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 an advantageous you know uh, uh, position, all right. So so we're looking at this concept. Like I said, this is just laying of a foundation. So we see what Abacook was declaring in chapter one, but in chapter two, listen to chapter two. He said, "I will stand at my watch." So every prophet has got a watch. Every prophet or every prophetic company must have a watch. Now, I quickly want to do something. Where did I put this now? Okay, let's let's let me let me just quickly do this. Oh, Father, we thank you. Now listen to this definition. Abacook said, I will stand at my watch. So we, we all, all right, should have a watch. All right. Um, if, if you're one of those people that you watched uh, um, the Game of Thrones, all right, if you're one of those lovers of the Game of Thrones, I watched it for a while because um, there are some, there are some uh, um, principles and lessons to, you know, to learn. In terms of how the wall system looks at and defines spiritual things. You see, if, if, if you watch the Game of Thrones, you will see that there's some powerful principles that were established that are supposed to be spiritually uh, 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 induced. But 
those principles are established on a soul dimension. In other words, if you if you if you watch the Game of Thrones and you decide okay that you're gonna just apply the things that you know uh, uh, were acted out from that you know perspective, very good you know uh, uh, script. But the only difference is it's not spiritual. Everything there, amen, is soul soulish based, and 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 there's a there's a fine line that it, you know there's a similarity between the operations of the soul and that of the spirit. Unfortunately, not too many people understand that. There's a fine line between the operations of the soul and that of the spirit. In fact, if the soul finally gets redeemed, listen to this: if the soul, the soul of man, finally get redeemed, it will operate, amen. In the life and authority of the spirit. That is the intention of God. But that is what the devil doesn't want. The devil does not want amen, a transformed soul that will operate in the power of the spirit. The devil doesn't want that. Remember in, in the beginning, Genesis. I'm going to come back to this. Remember in Genesis, when God created man, the Bible says a man became. God breathed into man. A man became a living soul, not a living spirit. The spirit, is, the spirit is already there. Alright? Because the soul is what defines, amen, the interaction, the cognition, the expressions of man. The soul is what defines humans to be humans. But humans are not designed, amen, to be, to be humanistic. They are designed to be spiritual. So when man fell, when man fell, when, when, when the spirit of man all right, got separated in the garden, got separated from God. What happened was that the soul took over. Man fell into himself. And it's important we establish this because we're dealing with, you know, you know what we're going to be dealing with in this forum, all right, are going to be, you know, spiritual in terms of, in terms of interaction. So I will need you to really open, open your spiritual antenna and uh, and your spiritual intelligence to you know to follow me and 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 you know pick the things that we're, we're going to be saying and i hope you know the people that will be connecting with us you know in you know as time goes on will be people that are really questing for spiritual things because this, this some of the things i'm going to be dealing with are, are not going to be for you know babes we we really want to you see we've got to push this thing to a conclusive end we've got to come to a day amen where we end a season and we step into a new season all right listen to this and god doesn't wait for everybody in a generation to step into a new season no god only find a few who are ready to travel light who are ready to journey with him all right if you're ready to climb the hill of god and step into that realm to that reality where moses came into amen you will begin to see things all right you will begin to interact with god the bible says and moses ate with god all right, Moses was caught up in the cloud when he climbed the when he climbed the mountain. Amen. In, when he climbed the mountain, the Bible says he was caught up in the cloud. So we can come to that realm where we can be caught up in the cloud. All right, we don't have to wait for rapture. We need to we need to live amen, in in uh, in moments of enrapturement. We need to live in, in moments where we are being caught up. We're being caught up. We're being caught up in our spirit. And as we've been caught up in the spirit, in, in the spirit, we will hear things. We will see things. Amen. That will change the course of time. So, what was I saying? Man was made in the spirit. Alright? Excuse me. Man was made in the... In, 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 man was created by the spirit, but... Alright? The expression of man, amen, 
is a soul dimension. The Bible says a man became a living soul. But guess what? The soul fell. The fall in the garden was the fall of the soul. When man fell, man got, you know, divided. Man got, excuse me, separated from God. The soul of man came alive. The Bible says his eyes, the eyes of Adam and Eve became open. Were they blind before? No, they were not blind before they were seen. But, they, but now, amen, their eyes became open to the soul realm and they became blind to the spiritual realm. So spiritual realm became something strange. And that's why sometimes when we talk about spiritual things, people cannot comprehend it. They look at you. What's he talking about? All right? But it, they can easily relate to soulish things. Why? Because the soul has become, amen, the generational uh, expression of man. Man has been living in, in the soul dimension for, you know, for, for centuries. But a new order of people are emerging that are beginning to live their life, amen, via the authority of the spirit. And that is something that, amen, the enemy doesn't like. The enemy does not want us to live a life, amen, of the spirit. All right? So, so we're going to be dealing with that understanding of being awakened into our spiritual position, all right, so that we can, you know, move on into the, into the, into the, into the next realm of God. Let me go back to Abacook. So when Abacook said, I will stand on my watch, I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramp, all right? He was talking about something very crucial, something important, because the watch is not just a physical mountain somewhere, all right, that you are positioned to see what is coming. But at least that is the definition in the natural realm. And I quickly just want to give you some definition here. Let's, let, let's look at, I've got my laptop, you know, before me, so I, I just quickly want to give you some definition. Let's look at the meaning of a watch. It says the, the first word, which is a verb, it says to look, to look at or to observe attentively. I'm giving a definition of a watch because I really want to, I really want us to understand what it means to be a prophetic watchman. Remember when we say watchman, we're not dealing with gender here. We're dealing with a spiritual state. We're dealing with a spiritual position. We're dealing with a spiritual location. We're dealing with a spiritual entity. We're dealing with, amen, our, our, you know, our assignment, amen, as an ecclesia that is empowered, amen, with a grace, amen, to watch over, to keep watch, amen, to protect. But not just to protect, but to also advance the, you know, the counsels of God in the earth. So it's, it's the first definition here is, 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 is said is to look or to observe attentively. That's a key word, attentively, over a period of time. It says to look or to observe attentively over a period of time. Over a period of time. That's the first definition. Now, the second definition, it says to exercise care. To exercise care. Caution. Or restrain about something. To exercise care. Caution. Or restrain about something. Like an example. It says most women watch their diet during pregnancy. That's just an example. 
So that that's that's a that's a good point. Most women watch their diet, all right, while they're pregnant. Meaning that as a watchman, all right, you don't just eat any junk. Let's continue. Uh, definition three. Listen to this one. It means to remain awake. To be awake, to remain awake for the purpose of spiritual, you know, uh, uh, observation. For the purpose of spiritual observation. To remain awake for the purpose. I'm reading, uh, you know, uh, uh, online dictionary. This is not some diction, you know, <laughs> this is online dictionary that I'm reading here. All right. It says to remain awake for the purpose of religious or spiritual observation. Now, when you look at these characters that I've just defined, all right, the first one says, it says to look or to observe attentively over a period of time. Then the second definition is to exercise care, caution, or restraint. And then the third one is, it says to remain awake for the purpose of religious or spiritual observation. This immediately begins to give you, amen, clarity insight into the kind of structure of a being amen that is called to be a watch or a watchman it's important we understand this now why do we need a watch we're going to go into that but first of all i just want to you know explain or give us a kind of an understanding amen of what it entails or the objective if you will the vision amen of the watchman because if there is anything we need to understand in this day is that heaven is calling. There's a sound to awake the watchmen. Amen. To, to, you know, to call the watchmen. To gather the watchmen. There's a call for that. To look, to, you know, he said, he said to look and to observe or, you know, uh, attentively. So these are all spiritual structure. These are all spiritual, you know, character. Yes, they are value system that defines something about the nature, the life, the character of this individual. All right. So now that is that is a very good point that we can look at. We can take time to really, uh, um, if you will, meditate on. Now. We read a scripture, uh, you know, sometimes back while we were doing, you know, uh, um, uh, teaching on the ministry of um, of an intercessor, and we saw a place where in Ezekiel, where God said, "I sought, um, I, you know, I searched for a watchman." In fact, let me read that scripture: Ezekiel chapter twenty-two, verse thirty. God says, "I search or I look for." You know, someone among them who will build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land. For, for what reason? It says so that I do not destroy the land. This, this, is, this is what God was saying to Ezekiel 
in other words, this is one of the reasons why I brought judgment to the people, you know, to the nation. This is one of the reasons why I led the people into captivity because I sought for a man. I sought for somebody who could stand on my, you know, on behalf of the people, who could stand before me on behalf of the people, all right? Because the purpose of the watchman, all right, is to be able to see what is coming afar. Like we just, you know, uh, uh, read in the definition. It says to observe, you know, attentively, all right? To see, to hear, to know, to understand what is about to come. To warn the people. Now you begin to see that the ministry of the watchman, amen, is connected. In fact, is an extension of the ministry of the prophet. Now, why do we need a watchman? Why do we need watchmen? Very simple. We need watchmen because, first of all, looking at biblical definition, God says, so that I do not what bring destruction upon the land. So, if we have watchmen, we have people that are positioned on the wall, then we have those that are asunder with the ministry of warning, of guiding, amen, of instructing in terms of what is coming? So the watchmen, amen, are there to protect the interests of God, the purpose of God, the plan of God on behalf of the people. That is the primary ministry of the watchman. So the, the prayer, the prayer of the watchman is basically sourced out of that which the watchman has been informed of. So the prayer of the watchman is not just you know, uh, uh, um, one of intercession, but is one of observation. It's one of observation because as you begin to pray, what, 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 what begins to happen is you begin to see into the heart of God. Now, why are they called watchmen? Because their position is an elevated position. This ministry that we're dealing with, amen, is an elevated position ministry jesus was a watchman every time the bible says when he goes to pray he goes on the mountain all right in his day jesus would climb a a physical mountain to go pray in our day we don't need to climb some physical mountain to be a watchman amen we need to climb the mountain of the law and we've read the scripture in 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 psalm 15 and psalm 24 who will come to the heel of the lord so a watchman is one that has a close proximity with god Amen. He comes to the heel of the Lord. He's able, she's able, amen, to interact, amen, with ascended, ascended realities. The fivefold ministry was given on the position, amen, of a watch. Bible says when Jesus ascended on high, he gave gift to men. Have you noticed that the gifts were not given in the valley? The gifts were not given to people in the valley. When Jesus ascended on high, the position of ascension, amen, is the place of the calling into ministry is, and is the place of functioning in ministry. But that's not the point I'm making tonight. But I'm just giving us a kind of, you know, a broad, you know, uh, uh, definition and background of this ministry of a prophetic watchman. Why is it prophetic? Why is it prophetic? Because he has the capacity to interact with God, amen, and he receives 
you know, vision and revelation on behalf of the church. Now, listen to what, you know, the Lord said again. I'm going to go back to that Ezekiel uh, um, 22, you know, 30. It says, I look for, I search for someone among them. <laughs> this is important, among them. So, in the midst of um, maybe a company of 10 million, God is searching for one or two or, or three. But like I've said some time back, why would God be searching? It's not like there, were, there are no people who could basically, you know, carry out a function of a watchman. But the quality of the watchman that God is looking for is the challenge. That's the problem. He said, I look for one among them. So as God continued to search, there are all kinds of prayer going on. There are all kinds of prophetic activity going on. There are all kinds of prophetic meetings going on. There are all kinds of prophetic teachings going on. But mm -mm, it doesn't suffice. They're not connecting. All right? Because there's the prophetic with something else that they're doing. The, the, that which they're declaring, their prayer, all right, is with all kinds of agenda. So God says, no. Sorry. No. No. Remember, God was looking for, you know, a leader that will carry his prophetic purpose to the next realm and God sent his prophets amen, to the house of Jesse and Jesse paraded all his children except for one and Samuel looked at them and said this must be the guy he's got, he's got the height, he's got the look he's got the you know the, 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 you know the structure of one to lead and God says no, 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 no everyone was rejected God, you can't reject everybody. So, the prophet had to ask, Mr. Jason, are these all your children? Because, I mean, the Lord seemed to be rejecting. I mean, he sent me here to this house. He sent me here to pick for him a king. The ones that I felt or I should be the king, God rejected them. So, are these all your children? Mr. Jason said, no, there's still one more. But guess what? He's at the backside of the wilderness. He's there with the sheep. He doesn't have the qualification. You know why Jason paraded those guys? Because they were the most educated ones. They were the polished ones. Alright? They, they stand you know, head and shoulder with people that will fit into that kind of a calling. The Bible says God chooses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. So, the prophet said, go, go, go look for that guy. Bring him. Let's see if he's the one. <laughs> the moment David, they brought David in, God said, that's the guy. But there was nothing in the physical realm that qualified David. There was nothing in the physical that qualified. There was nothing about David that qualified, except something about his state of heart. And God said, that's the man. Pour the oil on him. I mean, this guy was young. But he's a chosen one. So the point is, while there may be all kinds of, you know, meetings, conferences, and gatherings, and in fact, there may be people saying the same thing that I'm saying right now. But what differentiates what they're saying from what I'm saying is that their say, amen, comes with some funny agenda. They will say all the writing to build a name for themselves, to build a ministry for themselves, to gather a people for themselves, all right? To just add another God success to God, whatever they want to do. You know, these are days where people use the prophetic for all kinds of things. 
and this is why we will need forums like this where we're able to clearly ventilate and, and unveil the heart of God, amen, from, you know, the other thing that people will, will delve into to just to gather for themselves. <laughs> One of the things God is, like I, I was sharing this morning, God is judging amen, his house. God is judging his house in a very serious way. All the ministers of God that are building with the pyramid order, all right, he sits up there, and everybody must bow to the man up there, and he must be the he must be the father and the bishop and the apostle and the God. God is judging that thing because that thing is dividing the house of God. That thing is not allowing the people, amen, to mount their place, to mount their wall, to mount the, all right their, their their ministry grace and gift. That thing is not allowing people to. To grow and develop into a place where they can be resourced and be released to function in their calling. So God is bringing, as God brought down, Amen. That you know, uh, 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 Nimrod's, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, house. God is bringing down these houses. God is bringing down their towers. The towers of Babel within the house of God are coming down. And I know these are not popular, you know, declaration, but they are the truth. A lot of men of God are not going to like what I'm saying. But who cares? Because God will build himself, amen, a people. God will have himself a people that their life, amen, will bring glory and honor to him. God will have himself a people that will fulfill his purpose in this season. And that's why heaven is proclaiming this kind of message, amen, that there must be an awakening, amen, of a prophetic word. Because when we begin to bring back the ministry of the prophetic watch to the church, guess what? Then the church can begin to grow and develop in terms of God's prophetic agenda because there, then the watchmen can see what is going on in the house of God and they're able to point finger and say, that is wrong. That is not of God. If you continue like that, judgment is coming. That's one of the ministry. Because the Bible says, I sought for one to stand on behalf, to stand on behalf of the people before me so that I do not what bring judgment on the land or else at the end of the day, we are the one that is going to suffer. I'm the one that is going to suffer it. Because God said to Ezekiel, if I ask you to go warn the people and you refuse to warn the people, guess what? I'm going to inquire the blood of the people on your head. On your head. I don't want that to happen to me. So I'd rather, I'd rather have men of God hate me than God, amen, to be looking for me to kill me because I'm, I'm, I'm refusing to carry out his, his purpose. <laughs> I mean, I, I, they say we rather obey God rather than man. I rather, I rather, I rather be disliked by men of God. I rather be disliked, amen, by the apostles and the so-called prophets, than to stand before God and God says, "I thought I called you to be a prophet. I thought I ordained you as prophet. I thought I had fortified your, you know, your, your forehead. I thought I'd send you. I thought I'd equip you. I thought I'd ask you to go to South Africa and speak my word and go to the nation and declare." my counsel why are you afraid of them one of the things god said to ezekiel is don't be afraid of the face of the people before god and man god knows i'm not afraid of anybody i am not afraid of anyone we love people we honor people but we do not honor their guardedness and their wickedness and the wickedness they're doing to the people of god you know men of god today they rule by divide and rule you create division among the people. It's all kinds of camps here. 
that one camp, this one camp. I mean, we read the scripture in Ephesians chapter 4. The body is one. When are we going to mature into that point where we can begin to, you know, stream into that order where we, I mean, where, I mean, look at the people watching me. You watching me. I don't even, some of you, I've never met you before. I've never met you physically. This is what God is doing in this last day. God is breaking down the walls. He's, I mean, it's spirit to spirit. Because listen to this. If your spirit is in alignment with, with, with the heart of God and you're searching and you're questing for truth, God will align you and connect you to the same people who have like heart, like mind. Because this is how God builds his church. You know, in the days of Jesus, the disciples, they saw some guys, all right? doing things in the name of Jesus and the disciples said can we go stop them because they are not part of us Jesus said leave them if they are not against us then they are for us I mean it would be an error for a man of God to think alright if I'm not associated with you then my member should not be associated with anybody from that you know company that is antichrist and that's a spirit that I'm seeing that I mean this, this is something that, you know, is destroying the South African church. And I cannot tell you, it has a direct impact on the state of the nation, on the state of the economy. Because the Bible says, uh, you, know, you know, a house divided cannot stand. So maybe the church should begin to look at, you know, ourselves. Maybe we are part of the corporate, why the economy of this nation is the way it is. Maybe we are part of the reason why, amen, we're seeing all these issues happening. We need to deal with this. My God, Brother Charles, nice to see you. Wow, this is beautiful. You just made my day, Brother Charles. <laughs> so we've got to be able to understand where we are, what the Spirit of the Lord, amen, is proclaiming in this new day. We cannot afford the enemy to use us as an instrument of division. We want to bring an order of restoration back to the house of God so that God's prophetic intention, amen, can accelerate. We've got to tear down the walls, the petitions, all right, the divisions in the body of Christ. We have to deal with that. And that's why we have to begin to deal with the issues that heaven is emphasizing in this new day. There is a need for us to relocate our stand on the watch. You see, certain people must find their place first. Listen to this. It's a principle of the elect. There's a principle of the elect. I'm going to show you this principle now. When Adam and Eve fell in the garden, guess what? God did not call Adam and Eve. Who did God call? Adam. Adam, where are you? How many people ran away to hide? Two. How many people did God call? One. In the days of Noah, how many did God found? One among the eight. How many did God give instruction? One. In the days of the Exodus, when God wanted to build a, you know, you know, a temple for himself, how many did God call? One. But that one was to represent the nation. It was God, it was, excuse me, it was Moses that God called to the mountain. It was Moses that God gave the blueprints. Unfortunately, this is where people got the concept of church, so where God called one man, so the church God, that, that is a that is a principle that does not align with the building of the church. God called a man to give a vision, but guess what? It take a corporate because 
Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. God gave Moses the vision of the of you know of the of the temple of the house he wants. But guess what? Did Moses build the house? No. <laughs> Moses never Moses never built the house. Moses was just a man, amen, that God gave the blueprint because that's how God works. When God wants to change a society, when God wants to change a family, when God wants to transform a society, you know a community, he looks for one. He doesn't look for 10 people. It looks for one person. It looks for one person. Because that is the principle of leadership. Leadership must give insight, must give direction, must give precision. Leadership must call those, amen, who have like heart and like mind. Alright? You will notice when God, you know, decide to begin the process of the building of his house. The idea began with one person, right? Peter. Who do men say that I am? Peter said, you're Christ, the son of the living God. The son of the living God. You know, Jesus looked at him and said, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. Flesh and blood did not reveal. There is that concept of revealing. So right now, there is a revelation. There is that order. There is something heaven is revealing to us now. There is that spirit of the pioneer. That spirit of, you know, the first watch. The awakening amen, of a people that will go on behalf of. Not everybody, when the trumpet, you know, get to be, you know, blown. Not everybody will respond. Not everybody will listen. Guess what? The Bible talk about the ten virgins. Yes, they were all sleeping. But a voice, one person came to sound the alarm. And that is the ministry of the watchman. All right. So this is a very exclusive ministry. This is a ministry, amen, that goes on behalf of. This is a ministry that receives a blueprint on behalf of. This is a ministry that receives grace on behalf of. This is a ministry, amen, that goes as a forerunner on behalf of. That was John the Baptist. Before God began to move in the land, God had begun to move in one man. You see, so so for 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 those that heaven is tearing their heart right now, as I'm speaking this thing, something in you will just be going, you know, God, this is me. I I, I want to be part. You see, when your heart gets to be connected to what you're hearing, it means that you have been touched, you've been summoned. Not everybody who heard the voice will respond. Many are called, few are chosen. That's the point that I'm making. Many are called. So while we may look at multitudes, while we may look at, you know, trunk of heads in the church and everybody is just doing their own thing. Guess what? God is looking for that one person that is like, but wait a minute. We seem to be going the wrong way. God is looking for that one person that is saying, come, this is the path. Let's, 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 let, let us not continue to go. If we continue to move on this direction, we're going to fall into the ditch. There is that one voice that is, that's why God has, amen, the ministry of the watchman. The ministry of the watchman is designed to represent the bunch, to represent the whole, to represent the company. Thank you, my sister. This is important. Not everybody is going to respond. So if you're waiting for your friend, all right, to understand what the Spirit of the Lord is saying, if you're waiting even for the man of God, sometimes a man of God, I mean, he's just doing ministry. He's doing ministry. As long as money is coming in, he's fine. As long as, all right, you know, more people are coming to the church, he's fine. Because his own agenda of ministry, okay, is basically, uh, you know, to just create more affluence for himself and to make, you know, more, you know, more money for himself. 
that's his own definition of ministry. As long as there's more people coming to church, it, it, that translates to more money. But you, your heart, is, you're, you're thinking of kingdom. You're thinking of the nation. You're thinking of how to advance the purposes of God. So, so you are there and you're hearing this thing, but your heart is like, no, no, this should not be. I mean, and that was me. I was, I was in the midst of a powerful move and ministry back then in Nigeria. And everything was just going rowdy, rowdy, rowdy. But my spirit, I mean, everybody loved what was going on. But my spirit was grieved. I couldn't find expression. Until the Lord began to call me out. You see, and this is the voice. This is the sound. There is a sound of the calling out. You see, until God calls us out, he can't send us back. That was what happened to, you know, you know, to, you know, to, 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 to Moses. God called Moses out of the house of Pharaoh. Amen. I mean, he was living fine. Everything was okay. But God called him out. He created an occasion. Amen. That Moses will find himself out of the system and begin to plunge. And God began to plunge him into the process that will prepare him. Amen. To bring him back and deliver the people. You see, it is the ministry of the watchman. Because the watchman has the ability, amen, to see the way. You see, when you begin to see things the way God wants you to see it, it means there is, there is a call, there is a summoning, all right? Everybody's laughing about that thing, but you're just like, no, it shouldn't be that. You see, everybody seems to be okay with it, but you're like, no, something is wrong. That is the summoning of God. That is the call of God. That is the pulling. That is the wooing of God. If you have that in your life, you better thank God and you better just appreciate it and get that thing. Because if that thing is no longer there, guess what? You become part of them. So in the day of destruction, everybody is just going, you know. The Bible says multitude, multitude in the valley of decision. Nobody knows what's going on. No, there has to be. Jesus, Bible says Jesus looked at the people and, and, and I mean, he was sad. He saw them as people without what? Without a shepherd. And yet there were all kinds of leaders among them. But when Jesus looked at them, he was sad. He was filled with sorrow because they were like people without direction, without shepherd. We're talking about, amen, the ministry of a watchman. And this has to do, amen, with a prophetic reconfiguration. And if there is anything right now the Spirit of the Lord is demanding and is saying is that awake my watchman. Prepare me a new order of watchmen. Call me a people who understand how to be positioned on the wall. So Abacook said, I will stand at my watch. A watch is the place where we become attentive. A watch is the place where we become attentive. Where we become, you know, you know, precise in terms of, you know, God's intention is a place where our diet, hallelujah, is aligned to God's intention, is aligned, amen, to God's counsel. You know, we eat to, to keep our vision clear. You know, there are certain food you eat that can blow your vision. In fact, that can destroy your sight. If you eat too much stash, stashy food, you begin to lose your sight. There's certain, you know, uh, 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 you know veg- vegetables you eat, like carrot and all that. It, it, it enhances your sight. So we, we, we've got to eat a I mean, spiritual meal that, 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 you know, that refines our sight. That positions us where we are able to see with clarity. Where we are able to see with precision. Where our sight is adjusted. And it's from that position that we've got a voice to speak. You see, because when you have lost sight, 
In a society where you've lost sight, you have nothing to say. Because your sight must define your proclamation. Oh, come on. A lot of people are declaring things that they have not seen. And some have declared things because they have a partial sight. Unfortunately, that's, that's a position where a lot of us are. You know? The Bible says, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So because the fact that you're born again, your spirit suddenly is awake. And you're seeing things, wow, this is nice. And you begin to describe the things you have seen. But beyond that, heaven wants you to engage. Because just declaring what you have seen, it's not enough. You've got to come into amen. the context of interaction. The context of interaction is what defines your sight to become experiential. And that's what we need today. These are all concepts of the ministry of a true prophet. So that you are able to see that which the Spirit of the Lord, amen, is, is doing. Or that which the Spirit of the Lord, amen, wants to do. Jesus said, I only carry out what I see my father doing. <laughs> he said, my father is walking I'm, I'm, and I'm also walking. We've got to understand that there is a present work that the father is carrying out. And it's in, that, it's in, it's in the context of that work that we walk. We don't walk based on our own idea. We, wait, we walk based on the revelation. We walk based, amen, on what we have seen the Father, hallelujah, carry out. So, Habakkuk said, I will stand at my watch and station myself. Remember one of the definitions? It says to gaze attentively. I will station myself on the rampart. The rampart is that height. All right? Sometimes you've got you. Most time you have that in what the, the you know the Roman uh, army will call the garrison. All right, here's the camp. All right, but you've got that long thing, almost like a tower. You stand there, and you begin to observe. You begin to observe. You begin to observe. That is one of the ministry of a watchman. If you're given to the spirit of intercession. You will be elevated, amen, to the position of a watchman. You start with prayer. Your prayer must take you to the position, amen, of intercession. Intercession must bring you to the position of a watchman. We don't want to just stop prayer and stop there. No, we want to advance in our prayer life to become watchmen. Watchmen. Watchmen, God begins to commit, amen, the, 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 you know, the, 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 the prophetic intention of a city, of a nation into your heart. God begins to show you things. God begins to tell you things, amen, about your city, about your nation. That's where we're going, friends. We're going to a point where we begin to hear, understand things about our society, about the government, amen, about the, our economy. One of the things the Spirit of the Lord was sharing with me, you know, a few days ago, all right, is that we need to position ourselves because, all right, there are powers of darkness, that are, you know, that are really poised to make sure that the economy of this nation, amen, crumbles. But beyond just the economy, they want to make sure that, amen, the president does not finish his time. They want to make sure that, all right, this man, amen, is disgraced, falls down, amen, and he's removed so that they can put their own man there. But guess what? It shall not stand. It will not stand. Their counsel will not stand. I believe God has called me and has positioned me, amen, as a, as a, as a watchman, amen, as an intercessor for the president, you know, our present president. I believe it's my desire to stand, amen, and pray for that man. And I pray that you would join me because listen to this. There are battles the present president is fighting. 
that we cannot see, all right, that we may not even hear on the news. There are all kinds of satanic imposition. There are all kinds of demonic imposition to want to frustrate the counsel of God. Listen, listen, brethren. The, what defines the economy of a nation is not just about good governance and is not just limited to uh, uh, you know some good brain in terms of you know who, who you know the, the 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 people running the economy. No, there are there are powers, there are forces behind you know uh, uh, you know uh, you know the the, the, the you know the, the the spiritual and the, the the social or the economic state of a nation, and we've got to understand this. We have to pray. We have to become a people, hallelujah, that are positioned in the spirit, that are connected to God's prophetic intention, amen, for their society. I mean, where was the church when all these nonsense laws that have become part of our society <clears throat> of our society today? Where was the church when you know they were passing those laws? You know, I mean, you, you just look at the kind of laws that defines our nation today. The laws that are almost weakening the church, the laws that have paralyzed, amen, the authority and the and and, and and you know and the leadership, amen, of parents, particularly fathers. That you, I mean, today your 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 authority as a father in this nation, amen, is limited in your own house. Where was the church? You see, we've got to we've got to be awakened to this reality. If we have watchmen on the wall and we have people, amen, that, that understand why heaven places that. You see, this is, this is the problem that we're having with church because our leaders don't even understand why we gather as church people. We don't understand that. We don't understand the intentions of God. We don't understand why God, amen, heaven has positioned us, why heaven, amen, has called us to congregate. We don't understand what should be happening when we go to church. Like I said, a church is a place where we get amen, our marching order, where we get trained, where we get equipped, where we get developed, amen, where we get spiritually nourished, amen, where we get you know uh, uh, empowered to carry out, to fulfill our mandate, amen, within society. But if if all we're doing in church is just to you know jump 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 up for joy, you know, we just go there and just enjoy ourselves, and it's all you know entertainment. I mean, the nation is at stake. If the church is praying and we're really praying effectively over, you know, over the realms that we've been positioned, guess what? We're able to push back the works of darkness. So if we go back to Habakkuk, when Habakkuk positioned himself, remember, like I said in verse 1, in chapter 1, it was all complaining. And those were legitimate complaints. I mean, let's go back to some of those complaints. Because these, these complaints reflect the state of our nation today. It says, how long, O Lord, must I call for help? Alright? You can be calling for help, but you're calling for help with the wrong attitude, with the wrong mindset, alright? Because you are wrongly positioned. You're calling for help because, alright, you're desperate, but you're not aligning, amen, your call for help, amen, with that which heaven, amen, has designed and ordained. So, here's the, yes, Abba he was complaining. He was complaining. He said, how long, oh Lord, must I call for help? But you do not listen to me. Is it that God doesn't listen? God listen. But if we're wrongly positioned or we're just doing our own thing, all right, God is not gonna God is not gonna respond. He says, but but you do not listen. He says, Or I cry out 
He says, oh, I cry out violence. I'm crying out violence. God, can't you see how people are being violated? Violence. He said, but you did not save. Does that sound like our day? It seems as if our prayer is not being answered. It seems as if, well, all kinds of evil, violence taking place, violation, abuse taking place. But God, what's going on here? He said, but you did not save. He says, why do you make me to look at injustice? I mean, when you on our TV, my good God, you see injustice. You know, I was sharing with my wife yesterday, how do you have a situation in this country where a man gets angry with his wife? I mean, he kills the wife and he kills the children alongside. I mean, what kind of a spirit is that? Certainly that is not just anger. That, that definitely is a devil, is a demon that has possessed such a person. Hallelujah. It says, why, why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrong? Does that, does that sound like our day? Does it seem as if God is tolerating wrong in our day? If you look at things in the natural, it will seem so, but it's not true. So with all this complaint, Abakuk then said, all right, I think I missed it. I will, I will relocate myself on the watch. And when we begin to relocate ourselves on the watch, what happens is we, we get what is called a redefined position of revelation. We, re, we redefine our sight. I will stand at my watch and station myself on the, on the ramps. I will look to see what he will say to me. Because he knew only God Amen. Can bring clarity and direction to what is taking place. He said, I will look to see what he will say to me and what, amen, and what answer I will give to this complaint. The Bible says in verse 2, then the Lord replied, Abba Cook. Then the Lord replied, Abba Cook. I mean, we want God to reply us, but we have to, first of all, relocate ourselves on the ramp. Now, for us to relocate ourselves on the ramp, something must happen. Because in terms of the context of you know, the society we live in today, according to, uh, um, you know, Ezekiel, because in the days of Ezekiel, something happened. And I, I, I really want to draw your attention to that. Listen to this. He said, I look for someone among them who will build the wall. Who will build the wall. Meaning that their location, their position that is called the wall or the ramp. Because the ramp is a elevated position. Yes, this, this concept of the wall here could mean two things. Amen. The wall of protection, but could also mean the wall where they're able to connect. Because remember, back back you know, you know, back then they built the ramp in connection with the wall. So if the wall collapses, the ramp also collapses. So God is saying, I'm looking for someone who has the capacity. To do what? To build up the wall. Building up the wall, amen, means that we need to restore the ramp. We need to restore our location, amen, on the hill of the Lord. The reason why many, many of us today, it seems as if we don't understand what is going on in the nation. And we can't have the, the right perspective in dealing with all right, the complex issues of our society is because the wall are broken down. The walls are shattered. The ramp is no longer there. So there is no elevation in the spirit. 
No one is ascending, amen, in the realm of the spirit. No one, no one is coming to the hill of the Lord. No one is traveling, amen, the way to Zion. He said, who will come to the hill of the Lord? The road to the hill of the Lord has been missed. So this is the first call here. I am searching for someone, not just to start praying, but to rebuild the wall. Remember what the first thing that Elijah did, amen. Before he engaged the past, amen, the, the false prophet and, and Jezebel and Ahab, he first repaired the what? The altar. And the altar was located where? On the hill. On the mountain. He repaired that altar. So this is the, what the Spirit of the Lord is emphasizing to us right now. That we need to repair, amen, the, you know, the, the altar that defines our place of watch. Because it's from that altar order of arrangement that we're able to align to that which the spirit of God will have us do which is amen to stand in the gap on behalf of the people before him why before him why before him because before him means that we're able to see we're able to hear we're able to receive instruction in terms of amen, engaging what is going on among the people so I really want us to really you know allow this truth to sink into our heart so that we can begin to you know get a sense of what the spirit of the lord is demanding and is saying to us because if we don't then the responsibility will be left for no one this is a general call all right remember the, the you know the the the, the 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 king excuse me yeah the, the the rich ruler i mean he threw a party and he gave an invitation everybody was given an excuse why they cannot come. This is an open invitation for everybody. It's not everybody that's going to respond, but if you're going to respond, you're going to you're going to get you're going to receive grace. You're going to receive amen the capacity. You're going to receive what it takes amen to become indeed a true representative of God's prophetic intention for this new day. Now, let me quickly read one or two scripture again before we begin to uh, call it an evening. Remember. Um, my my basically my what I'm trying to do tonight is just to lay a kind of a foundation for us. There's a scripture that I'm looking for. Thank you, Jesus. I think he's in Isaiah. Isaiah says 62 now. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Isaiah 62 verse 6. Isaiah 62 verse 6. Listen to the voice of the Lord. God said in Isaiah 62 verse 6, it says, I have, po- I have posted or I have positioned watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem. It says they will never, they will never be silent day or night. Then he went further. He says, you who call upon the name of the Lord, you who call upon the name of the Lord, give yourself no rest and give him no rest till he establishes 
Look in, look look at listen to that word till he establishes Jerusalem and make her the praise of the earth. Now this is a powerful prophetic word that God amen is you know he's speaking in terms of the context of what we're dealing with tonight. God says, I have positioned watchmen on your walls. So watchmen are supposed to man the walls. Watchmen are supposed to be located on the walls. The wall is is an elevated position. When you are positioned on the wall, amen, you live above the general, you know, vagaries, the general issues of, you know, of the society. It's not like you're not going to be facing the same challenges. In fact, you're going to be facing the same needs of the people. But guess what? Because you are positioned, you are located in an elevated realm, in a spiritual height. You are able, amen, to bring answer and solution from the realm of God, amen, to what is going on in the valley. Alright, so we have to find ourselves in that position that is high, that is elevated. I have positioned, God said, I have already done, done it. Not that I'm going to do it. I have posted, I have positioned watchmen on your wall. And you will notice that it's watchmen, not just a watchman. Alright, watchmen on your walls, oh Jerusalem. They will never be silent day or night. Day or night. Day or night. In other words, Time is it's not an issue to them. Time is inconsequential to these people. They will not be silent day or night. So this is a condition where they're ever proclaiming and declaring the glory of God, the praise of God, and they're ever connecting and interacting with God on behalf of the land, on behalf of the people. Then he went further. He says, you call upon the name of the Lord. Give yourself no rest. Why would you why would why won't you give yourself no rest? Why? Because you really want to engage with the heart of God, with the mind of God. You really want to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying on behalf of your family, on behalf of your nation, on behalf of your community, and on behalf of your generation. I think I sh- I shall, you know, round up at this point. Like I said tonight, I just basically want to, you know, sound this call and lay the foundation as the Spirit of the Lord, you know begin to you know stir my heart and inspire my heart all right we will be calling this kind of gathering so that we can hear what the lord is saying uh, and and I, I believe that as time goes on when we begin to you know uh, engage in this concept of you know being awakened to the ministry of the watchman that we will begin to respond amen to the needs of our of you know of our of our nation all right we will engage with god and we will respond to the need of our society we will, uh, will respond because in fact that is what we want to do all right we want to stand in the gap on behalf of south africa we want to stand in the gap on behalf of africa we want to stand in the gap amen on behalf of society on behalf of our community on behalf of the body of christ we want to stand in the gap amen on behalf of our generation we want to be that company of people uh, uh, you know I've, I've said this before, but let me repeat it again. While I was in Bible school back then, 1991, the Lord said to me, pray as if no one is praying. And that, you know, that word has become, you know, my spiritual culture. I, I, I don't like, okay, well, because X, Y, Z is praying, so it's fine. No, I don't see nobody pray. I just do my own. I do what the Lord will have me do. And that has really helped me because the moment you begin to abdicate your responsibility to somebody or to someone, then at the end of the day, you may just miss out of what the Spirit of the Lord will have you do. 
Alright? So, you pray as if no one is praying. If everybody's praying, well, that's an addition. Thank God for that. But you position yourself, amen, in that realm, in that reality, as if no one, no one is doing that. The world actually depends on your prayer. Your family, your community, amen, your, your, your city, your government depends on your prayer. And if we have that kind of attitude, things will begin to change. So I pray that our heart and our life will truly agree with what the Lord amen, is calling us into in this brand new day. If more than ever before, we need to stand in the gap for this nation, for our land, for our family, for our community. Amen. It's not going to happen by chance. It's going to happen because we have been called and we have accepted amen, this ministry of a prophetic watchman. We are, we, are, we are coming to a place, amen, where heaven will begin to give us prophetic direction, prophetic work, uh, work and prophetic instruction. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, tonight for everyone that has acted, that has responded, that has listened, that have received, oh God, this voice, this trumpet, this sound to be part of a people that you're calling in this season to be watchmen. Or maybe they were once watchmen, but they went asleep. But now you are awakening them. I thank you. Thank you, Father, Lord, as tonight this word has gone forth. We pray, oh God, that many will respond to this word. Many will hearken to this word. And many will begin to see and find the joy of really representing your intention for their family, for their community, for their society, for their nation, for their city. I thank you, Spirit of God, because we know, Almighty God, that it's not by might. We cannot do this by our own power, by our own ability. No, we respond by your grace. We respond by your truth. And we dare to say tonight, oh God, that we will rise up as watchmen. We will be that voice crying in the night. We will be that instrument that will not go to slumber. That will not allow the enemy to sidetrack and, and misdirect them, oh God. But Father, we declare in Jesus' name that our life will continue, oh God, to represent your intention. Just as you found Noah, you will find us tonight. Just as you found Moses, you will find us tonight. Just as you found Ruth and Esther, you will find us tonight. As you found Abigail, you will find us tonight. Lord, as you found Nehemiah, you will find us tonight in the name of Jesus as you found Ezekiel you will find us as you have found David you will find us and we oh God in the name of Jesus we present ourselves to you as a worthy instrument because it is you that is at work in us but to will and to do of your good pleasure we thank you we give you glory we give you praise for your kingdom come let your will be done in our life. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done in our life. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done through us. We bind our mind, our soul, our thoughts, our intentions, our imagination to your will. We proclaim tonight in the name of Jesus that nothing of the flesh will stop us. We will go forth and represent your order. Your name will be glorified, O God, in the land. Father, we thank you that tonight we proclaim that we are world builders. Yes, Father, we are positioned on the ramp. We are positioned on the wall. We thank you, O God, for your grace that is sufficient for us. Thank you, Father, that our prayer is changing the atmosphere. Our prayer is reforming the atmosphere. Thank you for the distilling of your rain. Thank you, O God, for the rain of your spirit that is coming. We honor you tonight. We give you glory. We thank you once again for our president. We pray for him. We pray, O God, for the, for, you know, for the government. We pray, O God, yes, for his, 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 his team, his ministers. We pray in Jesus' name that you will grant them wisdom and understanding, O God, to lead this nation in the direction 
that you have ordained and desire. We proclaim that this the economy of this land in the name of Jesus will be resuscitated. Yes, will be revived in Jesus' name. We speak life to you, South Africa. We speak peace to your world. We speak grace to you. We speak prosperity. We speak healing. We speak deliverance to you in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for the release of your angelic host right now upon, yes, the four corners of this land, of this nation. We thank you, oh God, that they bring the good news of peace and joy and righteousness. Righteousness exalts this nation. We say sin is a reproach. We thank you, oh God, for your goodness and your mercy that will continue to reign upon this land. Thank you for the life, oh God, of our president, Cyril Ramaphosa. We pray for him. We pray for his home. We pray for his marriage. We pray, oh God, for, yes, Lord, his, his, his assignment, oh God. He will govern with equity. He will govern with integrity. Thank you, almighty God, that you will grant him the eagle's eye to see, oh God, those that are with him and those that are against him, oh God. Father, we thank you. We honor you right now for a change that is taking place over the government of South Africa. We bless you, God, that corruption will no longer, yes, destroy this nation. Thank you for change. Thank you, oh God, for healing and deliverance in this nation, oh God. I'm also in the continent of Africa. We bless you, Father. We glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, I want to thank God tonight once again for this beautiful time to be able to pray, to join the Lord. Thank you, John, for joining. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. we, we really give thanks to God for what the Spirit of the Lord has released. Like I said, this is a call, amen, for a prophetic watchman. This is a call for a, a people that will stand in the gap, amen, for their community, for their city, for their nation. We want to listen to what the Spirit of the Lord has in stock for us. We don't want to be quiet. We don't want to, you know, just assume where, whenever there is a people that will respond to God in the place of effective prayer, heaven moves on their behalf. Especially when we do that, amen, knowing that our, you know, our, our prayer, amen, is done in truth and in sincerity, heaven moves on their behalf. And I believe without a shadow of doubt that heaven has moved on our behalf. Amen. On behalf of our nation, on behalf of our land. And we'll continue to press further until we see that beautiful, glorious day. Amen. Dawn on us. Amen. We are going to see the manifestation of this new dawn. So thank you everyone for joining me tonight. I want to appreciate everybody that has connected. May the Lord continue to bless you. All right. Uh, like I said, we, we are going to, by God's grace, between now and next week, we are going to start amen, our prophetic, uh, Zadok Prophetic Leadership School again. And um, we just see how the Lord is going to take us. Last year was beautiful. Last year was beautiful. If you have not, uh, um, if, well, if you need to lay hold on the material, you can just search on my timeline I'm sure if you search a Zadok Leadership Prophetic School on my timeline, you should get some of the audios. Or you can just go to Potter's Gate, Potter's Gate, one word, amen, Potter's Gate site, and you'll find the audios there, right? And you find some videos also on YouTube, even though some of those videos are not that, the quality are not that good, right? And uh, yeah, so, but we believe in God that God will continue to make us a house of resource for the body of Christ because that's our desire to be amen a blessing to the body of Christ to continue to release into the body present truth and that which the church needs to become all right that 
hub of divine grace and uh, impartation. So thank you. Please continue to pray for me. Continue to lift me up in prayer. I need all your prayers. All right. The devil doesn't like things like this. All right. Uh, 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 but we win. Anyhow, the, the name of the Lord, amen, will continue to be glorified. May, may his kingdom come. May his will be done in our life. Thank you so much. God bless you, everyone. Have yourself a wonderful night rest. Bye-bye. Love you all.